Hello and welcome back to Jonesing for Sports. If you are a loyal listener, you know we've kind of had a hiatus a little bit for COVID, um, but we're back we're and back! with a little bit <laughs> with a little bit different of a uh, show for you guys today. We're actually going to be covering all of the Big Ten, as the Big Ten is also just back this weekend, and Brandon and I are more excited than ever uh, for football to be back. I know football's been back. I think it's technically week eight, but it's week one in all of our hearts, and we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of it today. So sit tight, and I uh, hope you enjoy the show. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in again to another Jonesing for Sports if you listen to that quick intro, you'll notice that it was not our beloved Cody that did it. Uh, Cody, R.I.P. No, he didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he is studying for master's course classes. He is and... dead to me, though. <laughs> and he's dead to Brandon. <laughs> but that dude's busy learning to uh, learning important things. So, Code, you're in our hearts. <laughs> so, uh, Brand, what are we going to be going over today? Well, we are going to tackle each Big Ten matchup. Uh, I don't know about everyone else out there, but while I actually work Saturdays, so while the games were going on, I just felt like my skin was crawling because Big Ten football is happening, and the right place to be is on the couch, enjoying every second of it. So I did get to watch the Michigan-Minnesota game, and I caught highlights from every other game. Uh, so I I was just so excited. I texted Travis. We needed to talk about it. Uh, so we're going to cover each game very quickly. Just uh, We're actually going to cover each game with a one-word theme. Uh, one, one word that just kind of sums up the game. And then just what does that theme remind you of? Uh, for most of us, it's you know movie references or uh, maybe for the, the more sophisticated, a book reference. I don't have any book references, <laughs> but, but that's uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to cover each game, and then we are going to cover uh, our Big Ten power rankings, so probably not too dramatic of conclusions will be drawn, but you never know. Maybe we'll get in an argument. Hopefully. We'll see. And uh, to, to preface a little bit, uh, we haven't went over with each other what we've done, and also, I may have went with three words because <laughs> i thought that was our cap eh, so rules, some rules of mine are going to be broken. three words <laughs> good because i'm about to break <laughs> it on every one of my games i'm covering <laughs> <laughs> uh but oh. even before we get into the games i was thinking just overall the big 10 starting um with it was there a theme that we can think of for just the big 10 and what we saw was there an overarching theme present in most of the games or in all of them um and I, I kind of thought of two. Uh, the first one being sl- sloppy. <laughs> uh, it was There was definitely week one vibes in a lot of these games. There was no cakewalk, you know, playing against uh, Missouri Technical Institute of the Seminary. Well, first and... of all, this is the Big Ten, not the SEC. <laughs> True. But usually you get somebody that's not a Big Ten team. And it's the Big Ten, one of the best conferences out there. So there there was no tune-ups. Uh, and I think we could see that in almost every game this week. I 
I love it. I think conference play, not just in the Big Ten, but watching SEC teams, uh, ACC teams, Big 12 teams face off and not have to go through the cupcakes, it reveals a lot. And I, I'm here for it every week. Uh, Chaos, I think you definitely nailed it. I mean, I was going to say best conference in the land. <laughs> Actually, I, I just wanted to say that I don't, I don't know that they're there yet. But some impressive performances, for sure. Yeah, and I think you nailed it with, it really reveals a lot of things, and we're going to end this podcast with going over our power rankings as well. And when you get matched up right off the bat, Big Ten versus Big Ten, that shows a lot. I think you hit that squarely. So, Brian, you want to start us off with uh, one of your first games? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, we'll let's just go uh, back and forth, and being a Miss, uh, Michigan-centered podcast, we will both touch on Michigan versus Minnesota and it was the game of the week so that makes sense um, so my first game is actually the first game of the Big Ten schedule which was Wisconsin versus Illinois and my one word theme that Travis is going to use three uh, was <laughs> constant uh, in in a year where nothing has been like we're used to Wisconsin just pummeling a hapless Illinois is how Big Ten football is always happened. It, it feels like um, I was blown away by I I didn't know what to think of Wisconsin. I mean, they just lost their starting quarterback for what seems like the year. Uh, they're replacing Jonathan Taylor. They're replacing quite a few players in their offensive and defensive lines, and yet here they are, same old Wisconsin, reloading. Doesn't matter. You know, who, what players leave, they're just going to blow out most Big Ten teams. And poor Illinois is just going to be a <laughs> bottom feeder. Uh, I think they're only touchdown, or maybe they had a field goal. I don't have the score in front of me, but uh, it was <laughs> it was not pretty for Illinois. So constant is the my theme. And uh, constant kind of reminds me of the Marvel movies. And when I, when I think of Marvel movies... Uh, think back to like when you saw the trailers for, let's say, Ant-Man or Guardians of the Galaxy. You kind of think to yourself, how are they going to pull this off? Like in Guardians of the Galaxy, there was a talking tree. There was all of a sudden skinny Chris Pratt, who we only knew as Fat Andy from Parks and Rec. There was a raccoon. You're just like, this is going to be a wacky, weird movie. There's no way it's going to be like that good. And then it blew everyone's socks off. Uh, Ant-Man just seemed bizarre, and yet it totally worked. So Wisconsin, it doesn't matter who they have. All of a sudden, their backup quarterback, Graham Mertz, I think he was a 20 of 21. For, 20 of 21. Yeah, like 250 yards, five touchdowns. That honestly actually scared me a bit because Wisconsin usually has a game manager. Uh, 20 of 21, 250, and five touchdowns isn't game managing. That's <laughs> That's outstanding. So, yeah, that's that's my first game. I, like when your word constant with Wisconsin, I usually think of their running attack. It's just constant. They've got somebody back there who's a bruiser, and you know he's going to go for close to 200 yards every time Wisconsin hits the field. But this was totally different. That constant came from the quarterback, and uh, that's kind of scary to see from Wisconsin. I'm anxious to see what that ends up looking like over the course of the year. I like that one. Uh, my first one that I'm – going to go over is the maryland northwestern game oh, beauty. uh 
<laughs> beautiful beautiful game. Say, <laughs> I don't know about beautiful game. That's not going to be my words. Uh, my words for that one are probably going to be Tagavaya LOL. <laughs> Wait, you want to try uh, to say that name again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was ending it with LOL because he is definitely oh, not Tua. I got you. <laughs> there was some big time Tagavaya Loa hype going into Maryland. Yeah. That they were going to be able to kind of bounce back. They got this new quarterback who, man, he was at Alabama. He's, his brother's a stud. Well, that was not the case. And mm. Maryland just, they looked worse than ever. Uh, at least last year, they kind of had a game or two at the beginning where they're like, hey, maybe they can put up some offense together. Not the case. I think then they scored three, something like that. They yeah. scored three on their first drive, which the, the – Tagovailoa hype probably was real then. They went 12 play drive, ended with a field goal, and that's all they scored. Yeah, and on the other hand, Northwestern just went off. Uh, and I'm really torn. I don't look at Northwestern what they always do. I, I think this is just a tale of Maryland being that bad and Northwestern playing a bad team. But we'll see. Maybe Northwestern's real. I'm a, but big, I don't think a so. big fan of Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, not always like his personality or his opinions but just as a coach i think he's really good so i i think last year was a little bit of an anomaly for them and they've got a good quarterback they did not have a good quarterback last year i think that they will definitely be much improved over last year yeah i you know i i like what you said with the new quarterback uh ramsey the transfer oh he's a he, baller he is a baller and having him there i mean they put up a lot of points so maybe he will be able to work with that offense, and they'll maybe they'll be able to contend a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that game tells us anything. <laughs> poor, poor uh, tongue of Aloa. Guy didn't even eclipse a hundred yards. Like <laughs> I know <laughs> Chua would get a hundred yards in a quarter, and uh, I think he had like ninety-five or ninety-eight yards passing. It's like, oh man, that's rough. But on the bright side, uh, I don't know if you ever watched QB One on Netflix. Um, I just finished the latest season, and one of the quarterbacks from there, Lance Lejean, he went to Maryland. He's the backup for Tagovailoa. He was four for four, no incompletions. So there's your bright <laughs> spot looking past Tagovailoa because the next guy up is going to take <laughs> Maryland to the. Up. He's going to take him to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, what do you got next, Brand? All right. Uh, did you have a what was your comparison for that one? Um, that one was <laughs> it wasn't really a comparison. I was just bringing in Tagovailoa oh, okay. and his gotcha. brother. That, that Lack works. of comparison, really. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, so this next one's probably a little bit of a hot take, maybe irresponsible, but that's what podcasts are for. Uh, next game is Iowa versus Purdue, and uh, my my word, my one word theme is leadership. Uh, so, really rough off season for Iowa. There were some claims of uh, basically racial bias in that the Iowa team and leadership were, wasn't treating black players as equal to white players, and uh, there's been lawsuits coming out just. A nightmare of an offseason for Iowa and I think that game was very ugly 
uh, pretty sloppy. Usually Iowa is the team that thrives in those sloppy, ugly games to pull out wins. Purdue, on the other hand's coach wasn't even on the sidelines because he was sidelined or <laughs> he was at home with COVID-19. Uh, <laughs> and for Purdue to gut out that win, I think speaks to the leadership of Brahm as a head coach. Uh, and maybe Iowa starting to slip a little bit in, you know, I think leadership is huge with team chemistry and attitude and, and belief and buy-in. Uh, you know, I think you see that a lot with like a team like Minnesota, who overall the roster's not very talented, and yet the buy-in got them to 11 wins last year. Um, so I think leadership, you see that, that a tale of two different types of leadership, Iowa I, th- I think suffered as a team. Uh, obviously, they they're replacing a lot, but usually I think that's a game Iowa wins. But after the offseason they've had, probably they need to kind of build that back up. And uh, great start for Purdue, getting a win over Iowa, who generally would be o- almost always the better team, and uh, doing that without their best player. Uh, although right now I'm blanking on his name, uh, Rondell um, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. Um, I'm not sure why he missed that game, if there's an injury or if it was COVID-related, but uh, that's a huge win for Purdue. So leadership, and uh, that that made me think of this quote. Maybe you can see if you, you know the movie is from. Atti- oh, Attitude reflects leadership, Captain. Dude, I it was the 20th anniversary of this movie coming oh, okay. out yeah, just like two it. weeks ago. It's Remember the Titans. <laughs> I just right. posted that quote on my Instagram story oh, like okay. two weeks ago. <laughs> Dude, great quote. Uh, great quote. Heck of a zinger, though, by Julius. Like, oh, man. Yeah. he that One of the best first movie roasts I remember just going, ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you brought up a, an interesting thing, too, that we'll need to kind of watch throughout the season as well as uh, college football teams don't necessarily have to list their players' uh, injury reason right away or if it's COVID. Um, so, like, in the Minnesota game or with Rondell Moore, there was a few guys who weren't listed why they missed the game. Yeah. Um, and people are assuming it was probably COVID, but we won't know for some time on some of these games. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I know that there's more, like, legality issues uh, to that. If I'm a player, I would rather people would know just so that they're not trying to speculate, you know, rumors get started. Uh, <laughs> so if I was a player, I'd be like, hey, I've got COVID. Like, lots of people have, have got it. It's not something I think you'd be ashamed of, but you never know nowadays. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, all right, my next one... Um is which one should i go next okay i'm gonna do michigan state Rutgers. Ooh. uh and for this one i did two words so i only cheated by one word okay. i said new beginnings uh and it's a tale of new beginnings for both teams <laughs> that's a really uh, good theme <laughs> with the mel tucker eras just started for michigan state uh really poorly the then greg shiano's second stint new era just started super great and it's a new beginnings for Rutgers. They broke a 21-game Big Ten losing streak. That's a huge uh, so deal. It's crazy. Uh, that, uh, when I looked that up, I couldn't believe it was actually 21 games. I figured they probably snuck in a game here or there. <laughs> nope. Um, but what does that tell you about this Michigan State team? Uh, 
I know it's a weird year, new coach. That's got to be tough on Mel Tucker to uh, get everything in with the kind of weird schedule that was thrown at everybody. But come on, you you were thrown Rutgers first. If you were Mel Tucker, you got to say you couldn't have drawn it up any better. Yeah, if you, you could have, have hand picked which team you could have started your career at a new school with. Uh, give them the cakewalk of Rutgers, and it did not happen that way. So the new beginnings, uh, there was a lot of hype for both teams. <laughs> I mean, low hype, but hype. And my comparison on that one is uh, the newest segment of the Star Wars movies coming out. Um, what what was the new the first new one? I can't remember. You, you're talking about the, like the Disney ones. Like, uh, yes. The, the the Force Awakens? Yes. Yep. That was the first of the three, correct? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to talk about those because I get emotional, <laughs> you know, when yes. I think about what Disney has done to Star Wars, but that's okay. So I bring that up because of your feelings <laughs> on that, uh, because both teams, like Michigan State, I know they weren't thinking they are going to win anything amazing this year, but again, there's a lot of pride in that program. Rutgers, not so much, um, but it's a new year and new beginnings, and that's kind of what we looked for in this Star Wars. We were all hyped that Star Wars was coming back and we were going to get a new that's trilogy, uh, and then it, it wasn't as good as the old trilogy, uh, and that was going to be hard to do in the first place, but uh, it really let us down, and so that's kind of how I'm feeling right now for Michigan State, um, and maybe even Rutgers more so, because they've got that that hype rolling and i think it's gonna get squashed real soon <laughs> uh so we'll see what happens with both those teams <laughs> well you know there's a bright side you know michigan state i think you can look at the the season and maybe just chalk it up to a building year uh if you're michigan state my one word theme to get you over you know till the next month is basketball <laughs> don't don't even worry about football <laughs> I took a drink of water right as you said that. <laughs> that's, that's really just looking past uh, football there, you, <laughs> but I true. For mental health reasons, as a, if you're a Spartan fan, look forward to basketball and uh, don't pay a ton of attention to football because, I mean, seven turnovers, uh, you, you never know. They could turn things around, but like you said, you couldn't have drawn up a better opponent to open the season. It's not going to get easier. Michigan's coming to town, or I guess Michigan State has to travel to Ann Arbor. Um, but they've, they've got to play. Michigan next is going to be a whole lot tougher than Rutgers, and uh, there's not any out-of-conference foes. So, yeah, if you're Michigan State, I think maybe put the blinders on for, for a while. <laughs> yep, I agree. All right, so my, my last matchup is uh, – Indiana versus Penn State, and that that was definitely Ooh. the most exciting game of the Big Ten schedule. That was the most exciting game in the country this weekend. Yeah, that was amazing. And uh, the, the the thing about it is, my one word. I I, I hate to sound like a sore loser because I would be in this situation. I was cheering for Indiana, but my one word theme is theft. That <laughs> that game was was stolen from Penn State. Uh, Penix was down. The the ball hit out of bounds before hitting the pylon. I think it's it's clear that he wasn't in 
Uh, did I want Indiana to score that two-point conversion? Yes, but I I think that the game... Now, yes, I'm 100% Penn State should not have allowed that to happen, but at the same time, I, I feel like the game was decided on the field that he was short. Uh, <laughs> the I probably should have been more prepared for this, but I don't have the exact yardage total, but it was something like uh, Penn State had like 466 total yards and Indiana had something like 211. Um, I'm not sure if that's exact, but I saw this earlier. So in games where the yep, te- total yards was 488 oh, to 88. 211. Okay, so I got one of them right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in games where a team has out gained the other team by over 250 yards before this game <laughs> the record i would have you guess but it, it's just ridiculous <laughs> the record of teams out gaining by 250 yards until that game was 366 and oh and oh yeah <laughs> holy cow so if you're penn state you have to just feel sick not only in my opinion, was the game stolen from you on a, a play that he did not make the two-point conversion, but you completely outclassed them and you allowed them to stay in the game. So uh, my one word, theft, the example that I think of is in It's a Wonderful Life. When the airhead uncle loses all that money that they're supposed to deposit, <laughs> like... You feel sick that they lost that money, but it's your own fault. Like, don't give that responsibility to the guy who can't, like, he, he can't even do two things at once. Like, he gets distracted for half a second, and all of a sudden he forgets to grab the money. Like, yes, it's horrible and sad, and you feel bad about it, but you've got to take precautions, and you've got to, you've got to do the right thing, and you know, make sure everyone is on the same page. So Penn State let that game slip through their fingers. Was it stolen from them? In my opinion, yes. But, dude, you got to lock the door. Like, <laughs> sl- slam that door shut. You were just inviting the thieves in, like, oh, come on in. Don't take it, but, you know, windows are open. So painful, was... painful scene. That was the perfect wording. <laughs> yes, it was theft, but you gotta lock the door. I love that. <laughs> uh, that was that was the best one yet so far. Huge, huge win for <laughs> Indiana, though. I mean, in it, feel yeah. bad for Penn State, but feel good for Indiana. They they've been waiting for that for years. I'm excited to see how that plays out in your power rankings, because I was torn, but <laughs> I uh, was too. We'll, I will get there. <laughs> um, I, I'm inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's power rankings there's momentum and stuff that goes into it uh but we'll dig into it here and after two more games <laughs> uh my last one on my own that i have is uh ohio state versus nebraska and w- i don't really have a one word for it but i have a phrase and it's w- how ohio state is gonna feel this whole season i think and it is what is this? A center for ants? <laughs> I think Ohio State is so good oh, that no. everyone they play against is just like ants to them. Uh, Justin Fields pretty much just locked up in game one. I think he locked up his 
trip to New York, virtual trip to New York probably, for the Heisman this year. That dude is uh, really good. And even at the beginning of that game, like Nebraska drove a few times. And as a uh, non-Ohio State fan, uh, I got kind of excited. And probably most of the Big Ten (laughs) cheers against Ohio State just because they are the juggernauts. Would, would you say that you hate Ohio State more than you love Michigan? No, but if you would have listed anything else, because I really love Michigan a lot, if you listed anything else I loved, uh, yeah, the answer would have been yes. I can't think of anything else. My love for Michigan and hate for Ohio State are two of my most strong emotions I have. I was really, life. I was really wrestling with that today. I, I wasn't sure either. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Ohio State looks like the real deal. Uh, we'll see what happens next week if Penn State can pull something together. And really, I don't know what's going to happen with Nebraska. They Their offense looked pretty good, but they got pretty much punished by the Big Ten for voicing their distaste and not playing yet and had to play Ohio State first. So I think Nebraska still could have a decent year. I think they might bounce back, but Ohio State... Ugh, they are really good. Yeah, I think uh, just you know checking in on that the highlights of that game, some of those plays that those wide receivers made. I think that that's one of the differences between Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State has got really fast receivers who are also really good receivers, and Michigan just has a bunch of really fast guys. It's cool to see fast guys out there, but you also need to be a good route runner, have to have great hands. Uh, Justin Fields is throwing to a bunch of studs, and they're going to torch Big Ten defenses all year. And Justin Fields, just like Wisconsin's quarterback, 20 of 21, only had one incompletion the whole game. Yeah, who who would have thought you'd miss the, the days of JT Barrett? At least he missed, <laughs> I know. He had missed on throws downfield to open receivers. Fields is accurate, and he can – oh, it's – okay, next game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the next game is the next game, Michigan-Minnesota? Yeah. All right, you lead us off on that one, Bran. Uh, okay. Um, well, first of all, just absolutely enjoyed watching the game. Uh, it was great to see the maize and blue. It was great to see I love their attitude in the game. But uh, my, my word is probably... It sounds negative. Uh, my word's bewildering in that hmm. watching the game, I didn't know, like, I was confused because it was just, it was very up and down. You know, you start with the drive, the fir- very first drive starts off pretty positive, and then they get unsportsmanlike pen- uh, co- conduct penalty, they get their punt blocked, and then Minnesota scores on, like, the next play. So instantly you're thinking, well, this is going to be a terrible season. They're (laughs) undisciplined. They can't even punt block, which has been a problem for them for years. And uh, (laughs) you you just, last year, after a mistake like that, the game was over. Michigan folded whenever they made big mistakes. And then they would just answer their mistakes with great plays. And I think it was like the next play, Charbonnet t- took off for a 70-yard touchdown. <laughs> uh, but then they'd make a, another mistake, you know, miss a field goal, uh, drop an easy touchdown pass. 
they made a ton of mistakes in this game, and yet it just seemed like they didn't get phased. And as a fan, I didn't really know how to respond to that. I was like, what is this team? It was hard to get a handle on them. But I, I was really enjoying it. I loved the way they spread the ball out. Probably another one-word uh, theme for the game would be socialism because Joe Milton, he didn't focus on one receiver ever, which is what <laughs> all we saw last year was uh, you know, Patterson only wanted to throw the ball to Ronnie Bell. And I like Ronnie Bell, but he's not the guy that should get 11 targets when you've got Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones on the f- field at the same time. Uh, so I, I was a little bit confused watching the game because there was just bad play after bad play and then great plays. And Minnesota obviously had some pretty bad plays and then some great plays. So a little bit of a bewildering game, very enjoyable. Uh, I, I think if I have to use a comparison for bewildering, I would say it's like the Christopher Nolan movies where <laughs> you're enjoying them, but half the time you're like, what is happening? Uh, Inception, one of my favorite movies, Interstellar, you really have to reflect on it afterwards because it's very nuanced and there's a lot going on. So that's that's my my take on the Michigan-Minnesota game. Same take for me. Um, I guess my comparison would be pro- probably Guardians of the Galaxy to stay on the Marvel train that you start on game one, <laughs> um, where you look at the Guardians of the Galaxy and you're like, these guys aren't heroes. Uh, they're sloppy and do crazy things, but then, uh, then they save the day. That was kind of Michigan, uh, with how they started the game. They were sloppy. They did some things where like, well, this is going to be a disappointment. And then they ended up doing super heroic things for the rest of the game. And uh, honestly looked dominant like heroes. Uh, and I think almost you could make the same comparison for Minnesota, but in a different way where, Minnesota were just a ragtag group of guys gutting it out, trying to win. Uh, they had two offensive linemen that were missing. I think they were missing a linebacker. Uh, and the most glaring person missing was their punter. Oh, man. Holy cow. Uh, that that was probably the MVP kicker. of the game Was for Michigan was Minnesota's punter and kicker. Yeah, and kicker. So... Uh, ragtag group. I, I honestly think once those guys are healthy, uh, Minnesota is still, I think, a good team. We'll see if they can stop teams on defense because there were some glaring issues there as well for Minnesota, like that 70-yard run by Charbonnet. And there was a few other times where the middle of the field was just wide open, and it was it was amazing like why it was left open like that. So, what was your uh, your biggest positive takeaway from the game, and then maybe one that gives you a little bit pause for concern for Michigan? For Michigan, positive. Uh, well, I guess I'll go negative first. The negative, I think, is an obvious one, and it's our field goal kicking. The uh, Michigan's field. He, he was over three. Moody missed three field goals, and uh, huge. The huge show said it really well the other day. You can't win championships if you can't make a field goal. And that might be oversimplifying it, but I think it's probably true. There, Every good team has a game or two that comes down to uh, three points or less. And they would have scored nine more points in that game. So I think that's the biggest glaring. That maybe even expanded into special teams is my biggest concern. Um, 
And I've got another concern that's close, but I want to see what you say on the concern first. I have a guess that your concern is the interior defensive line. Nope. Okay. But good. Because <laughs> uh, Ibrahim ran for uh, almost a buck fifty on him. Uh, you, I was, you know, Hutchinson was all over the field. Quiddy Pay made an impact towards the end of the game, but they're they're still missing that interior disruptor. The inside of the defensive line gets pushed back quite a few, quite a few times for Ibrahim to to get that many yards. Yeah, my uh, my actual my secondary one was our secondary. Um, knowing the air raid of Ohio State and yeah. now apparently Wisconsin, uh, we got a young secondary, and if they can't stop them, uh, scoring fifty points in a game isn't going to be enough to beat those teams. Yeah. If they're if they can't stop them, and that secondary is going to be huge. They're they're definitely going to need the offense to uh, to put up some fifty maybe 60 point games it could be more of a big 12 type uh matchup if, <laughs> if they want to stay in those games although yeah. in the secondary i thought uh jamon green had an excellent debut <clears throat> he dropped a few interceptions sure but but he was in the yeah. right position which is uh, encouraging uh but yeah definitely the cornerbacks could uh could use a little seasoning yeah. um i i really was impressed with the play calling of josh gaddis I thought he, oh, yeah? he called it. I mean, it just seemed like plays were open. Uh, they missed a few, but the the play designs, the way they set up uh, later plays, I thought was excellent. And you, you hope that you'll see that throughout the year and not just because it was the first game and they had all offseason to, to draw up you know, good plays. But uh, I, I thought that was hmm. awesome. I love the way they used Ben Mason. Uh, I think... <laughs> Uh, with the way he plays, if the son was the linebacker, he'd block him out of the field. Like the guy can block <laughs> anything. And uh, what did, what did you think about that? So one of the first plays in the first drive of the game for Michigan, he blocked a guy uh, <laughs> like thirty yards out out of bounds, off into the sideline, and got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. <laughs> well, Herb Street loved it, but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta know when there's a line. And you gotta know you gotta be able to get right up to the line and then stop. And uh, I think he jumped over the line and then pushed the guy into the ground past the line. <laughs> uh, you blocked him out of the play. Good job. You made your statement, but you can't push him into his own like guys on the sideline. That was excessive, and it he cost got, it yeah. cost them. I think probably a touchdown. Yeah, I think uh, if that was at any other point in the game, or if it was in a close game, he gets we hate him for it. Oh, but yeah. because of how the game went and because it was early in the game, I there was part of me that really loved it. It was just like a statement. Well, the uh, the thing I did like is that there was a lot of mistakes, as I mentioned. The coaches went right back to players right after they made a mistake, G- gave them a chance to redeem themselves. Uh, you know, Ben Mason caught that touchdown pass. Uh, he also sprung the block for uh, Charbonnet that led to the 70-yard touchdown i mean he was instrumental on that play and uh same thing eric all dropped an easy touchdown pass and they went right back to him very next play i, I like that a lot um, i like that a lot too i i didn't like I, I did mention that the one word theme could have been socialism uh that was good for the receivers not so good for running backs i understand you want to keep guys fresh but i do want to see charbonnet be their guy i think Last year it was clear he was the best. He set the record 
for most touchdowns by a, a Michigan freshman in school history. He has a nose for the end zone and for first downs. And on that 70-yard touchdown, he did look more explosive than he did last year. I think the guy could be one of the best backs in the Big Ten if you let him. Now, I'm not saying yep. give him 20 carries, but he had four. And if you're trying to keep guys healthy and fresh, uh, this is the best year to ride a guy who you think is doing well because you have such a deep backfield. If you got a guy who could be the Big Ten running back of the year, give him the ball. Yeah. Uh, and if he gets hurt, you know what? You've been saying all year long that you have a four-guy deep backfield. Even even Corum looked really fast. And yeah, excited he, about I, him. Yeah, he looked really impressive for the very little bit he was on the field. So ride the guy who's good. I know there's other good guys out there, and you want to keep the backs happy, but I 100% agree with you. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to give him every carry, but get him at least like 8 to 10 carries minimum. Four is, four <laughs> is laughable in a uh, sad way. It is laughable. Uh all right, well, want to do our, our power rankings? Yeah, that's, let's jump into the power rankings. Uh, in our power rankings, we both power ranked. Uh, we didn't do it together, so we'll have, I'm sure, some discrepancies. Uh, but let's, because probably most people want to hear the best first, do you want to start at the beginning, like at yeah. the top, or start at the bottom? Yeah, and I I don't know, do you want to do like each, I kind of flip flip flop in here. Do you want to do like each one of us say our number one team at the same like you say your number one, I say my number one, or do you want to split it up? Let's do three at a time. Okay, that works for me. And then we can discuss. Cool. Uh, kick us off here. All right. Well, big surprise. I've got Ohio State number one. <laughs> I've got Wisconsin number two, and I've got Michigan number three. Yeah, I thought that would be the easiest for us. That's exactly what I have. Uh, and I think it's going to get more complicated as we move down the list, but it seemed pretty straightforward. Uh, is there anyone else you considered at number three? Uh, not that I considered. Um, I've seen quite a few AP polls today that have has Penn State still ranked ahead of Michigan. Um, wow. And so, you know, you would kind of take that same thinking in the Big Ten, but no, they're – there's a part of me that wants to place Michigan ahead of Wisconsin based on opponent. Illinois uh, is a, a much worse caliber opponent than Minnesota. Yeah. But going back to last year, Wisconsin just smoked Michigan. And I, I want to give them credit and kind of let that carry over to this year. If you were to face Wisconsin and Michigan right now, I think I'd probably take Michigan. But I'm not ready to have Michigan at number two just yet. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, all right, four through six. I've got. Ooh, this is. I we'll see if we agree here. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm on a preface first. I did this more with power ranking in mind rather than who I truly think is maybe up the better team. So if you won in a matchup, uh, this won't be always true, but I gave that some credence um, going into the next week and whatnot. So that in mind. I have number four, Indiana, five, Minnesota, and six, Penn State. Yeah, we're pretty similar. Uh, I have Indiana, Penn State, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, I still am high on Minnesota, and I just don't know about Penn State. The, honestly, the beginning of the game, they did look kind of sloppy, 
But it's the first game of the year on a weird year, and they trued it up throughout the rest of the game, and as you said, probably should have won that. So, well, then they got to go into Ohio State next week. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tough, I mean, tough time to be a Penn State fan. My my uh, my my logic is pretty inconsistent. As I said, Wisconsin handily beat Michigan last year, but at the same time, Minnesota beat Penn State last year. Uh, and yet, <laughs> I still have Penn State ahead of Minnesota. I, I think Penn State should have beat Indiana. Minnesota wasn't even close with Michigan. So, But I, I think if you were to take a, a national look at where people are power-ranking teams, most like uh, this is the, the theme. If Michigan beats a team that's ranked, that team that was ranked it instantly drops to being terrible. And actually, <laughs> when I made my Big Ten power ranking, I took a look at some others. Minnesota is, uh, they're closer to 10 than they are, uh, look like I have them uh, six. Wow. So. And how about Indiana at number four? Yeah, that doesn't feel right to me, but yeah. <laughs> based on one one week, I feel like that's appropriate. Yep, I agree. I think that'll change. But also, man, their quarterback's a, a stud. Uh, and they are an offense that, over the last few years, puts up numbers. Who knows? Maybe they'll be uh, a real force. Uh, there's a part of me that hopes so, and then, I don't know. There's a part of me that <laughs> enjoys other people's misery. So, <laughs> <laughs> Same. You know, if, if we can't have nice things, no one else can either. Uh, <laughs> my, my next three are Northwestern, Purdue, and Iowa. Holy cow. <laughs> I Exact same. No way. I didn't think we would get I this thought, part. I thought right I was all. being way different. <laughs> <laughs> I poured over these power rankings more than I went over our comparisons in the first segment, and I made a few changes even, because this last portion and in the middle was really hard for me to figure out. Hmm. But yeah, Northwestern, I think that's pretty good for them uh, at seven. And then Iowa, Purdue, we'll see. But Purdue uh, beating Iowa, but in a kind of wonky way and in a, you know, we're going we're gonna to learn there. But I'm very surprised we're at the same spot here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take the next three. All right, next three at number 10, I've got Nebraska, 11, Rutgers, and 12, Illinois. <laughs> All right, I've got Nebraska, Rutgers, Michigan State. Ooh. Uh, why Michigan State instead of Illinois or Maryland? Uh, basically, uh, Michigan State. So Illinois did play a better team, but <clears throat> it. I don't think – if you look at the, the way that Illinois played – even if they played a bad team, I don't think it would have made a difference. I mean, they played like they just went out with a whimper against Wisconsin. Um, Michigan State, yes, played a bad team and lost to Rutgers, but they still scored a decent amount of points. Um, they were in the game. It, it, that one is actually, I really considered putting Michigan State at 14. So I, I don't have a huge fight there, to be honest, but... Um, I feel like if you put Michigan State and Illinois on the same field, I, I think Michigan State would be able to uh, maybe come away with a victory. But at this point, you're uh, 
you're really comparing just uh, two different types of pieces of junk. So yeah, I I was really close to doing the same, and I think I just punished Michigan State for losing to Rutgers, um, and took into account that Illinois was actually playing a good team. That's probably because, the correct way to do it. <laughs> well, I don't know though, because Michigan State had seven turnovers. If you take away half of those, you still got three or four turnovers. <laughs> That's not good, uh, but yeah. they probably win. Well, um, they also could have had a few more turnovers <laughs> based <laughs> on just bad. you know penalties that took them away. So uh, that that one's uh, a toss up. And then I think we both have Maryland at fourteen. Then <laughs> yeah, Maryland. If you only put up three points against Northwestern, oof. You deserve to be the bottom of the barrel. I'm I'm pretty interested to see uh, what Northwestern will do the rest of the year because that that was a honestly that was probably the score that surprised me the most was Northwestern versus Maryland. Yeah, same. Uh, maybe the Michigan Minnesota was up there with the surprisement as well. But, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, seeing what well, how much did Northwestern score? Forty nine. Forty three. 43 43 to 3 yeah yeah that's amazing that's that's something i didn't expect yeah maryland is supposed to be like an offensive team and to hold them to three was that's pretty awesome (laughs) that is awesome so hey it's week one of the big 10 uh it's only gonna get crazier from here And then we're hopeful to get out another episode here uh, later this week as a preview for the upcoming week. And I think that's probably going to be how we do things. Uh, A recap and then a preview for the rest of this Big Ten season. So Brandon and I have been talking about it quite a bit. We love the Big Ten. We truly think it's the most exciting football in the land. (laughs) So, uh, Brandon, anything else before we peace out? Uh, No, just if... If you've got something in particular about the Big Ten that you want us to cover uh, or something you'd like to hear more or less of, just uh, reach out to us and let us know. We'd love to to tailor our podcast to what people want to hear. You can do that. We have a Twitter. We're fairly – we're on it pretty often. Fairly inactive. Um, <laughs> we were active, and then COVID, you know, and we slowed down our role, and now we're uh, we're gonna start rocking and rolling again on there. So, hit us up in our DMs on Twitter, tweet at us, um, and, and leave us a review. We're on Spotify and uh, iTunes, so hit us up anywhere you can find podcasts, and go Big Ten. Yeah.